when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Ho, 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 meal, whole meal, pasta, and welcome to Christmas Parsnips. I hope a percentage of your gifts were well received and that tempers remained even in your home. Imagine, if you can, that you are fourth in the queue for the Boxing Day sale at your local Curry's PC World. You've arrived four hours earlier to secure your place. Your heart is set on a 65-inch Samsung TV reduced to 100 quid. An absolute fucking bargain. As the doors open, a 2007 Citroen Zara mounts the pavement and the queue runs for cover. The driver of the Citroen rolls out of the car and waddles into the store heading for the TV section. He's shaped like a light bulb and leaves a greasy residue on the floor with every step. He grabs the Samsung and hugs it to his chest shouting, I am the Samsung King and I shit on your dreams. It is, of course, my co-host, Mr. Andrew Dawson. Oh, Mr. <laughs> it's not there, Andy. I'll yeah, sing it, though. Here. Just sing it. Here we go. Oh, Mr. Cubaster, face like a knuckle duster. Oh, Mr. Samsung, trousers smell like oxton. <laughs> oh, Mr. Andrew. Oh, there's more. Killed a man in the shop queue. Oh, Mr. Waddler. Face like the thumb of a cobbler. There you go, Andy. How did you enjoy that, your Christmas intro? That was a glorious mess. Completely out of time, but it was lovely. It, it was a mess. Very inaccurate, I'd say, because there's no way I'm going to any shops fighting people for items at this time of year. What, with all the... All the Virus and everything, no. You'd, you'd chance it for 100 quid Samsung well, 65 inch. Maybe I would, maybe I would, yeah, yeah. What are you currently rocking, Andrew? What, what sort of inch TV? You've just watched the darts, I imagine. 55. 55. 55, it's a nice size. It's a good size, yeah. It's not too intrusive, yeah. but once you're used to it, it's fine and it's hard to go back lower. So, well, uh, no, you can never go down. No. You cannot, your, own, your only way is up, Andrew, the only way is up. That's why I refuse to go on holiday in a caravan, Bob. No, fair enough. The, um, I've watched the Beatles for the fourth time now, four Andrew. Times what are you now? on? I'm, I'm four, on... yeah. Did did me fourth yesterday. I'm just on to me second now because um, is it me second? Yeah, me second because my daughter hadn't seen it, so we're watching it together. So we're right, like, one episode into me second viewing, and there's this lovely, nice. lovely new things that emerge on second viewing. I'm I sure mean, there yeah, is on he... the fourth viewing. Yeah. In, on the fourth viewing, I've really enjoyed. I'm sure we did in the first one, but Paul's little whoop when he first sees the coppers is very good. Oh isn't it? yeah, yeah. I when he turns that. around and sees the coppers, he gets excited. And also, 
do, do you remember the uh, the first few coppers have come, and then that really serious copper comes with yeah. the three stripes, yeah, and it's all gets you think, oh oh. Yeah. He looks freaking ominous. Was, but he, it turns out he's incredibly benign. Yeah, yeah. The, those first two that come in, I think the very first one who speaks, I've forgotten his name now. Are they both called Robert or Richard or something like that? They've both got the Maybe. same name. I can't remember. Maybe. Not can't important. Remember. But I, I, I googled them just out of interest to see if they've done anything <laughs> else in their copper in Korea. Or if yeah. they've done interviews about all of it. And one of them, the first one, I think, um, he was the first copper to use the um, artist's impression sketch thing you know when they, really? they, they put a sketch of a, a, a body that they want to catch it's not called an artist's impression is it i think so yeah is it's it? a photo sketch um identity identity kit maybe something like that yeah. we used to do them as kids didn't we the identity with the uh iron filings do you yeah. remember that <laughs> you remember iron filings <laughs> Do you remember? Do you, do you remember? Do you remember Christmas? Do you remember Christmas in the nineteen seventies? It was it was so hard, wasn't it? What you couldn't afford milk and cookies for Santa, so you'd just leave out a sandwich full of faggots and a cup of chip pan oil for him. You, you couldn't you couldn't afford a Christmas tree back then, could you? You just open an umbrella and tie it to the top of a broom, put it in the corner. We, we never had chocolate coins back in the 1970s. You'd just get some two pence pieces and dip them in mud and bake them in the oven. Do you, do you remember do you remember midnight on New Year's Eve? Do you? Do you remember it? All the left-handed members of your family had to stand outside to stop the devil getting in through the letterbox. Ah, oh, different times, wasn't it? Different times. Yeah, yeah. that were the 70s. That was the 70s, that was the 70s, for 70s you. Summed up by the gift of comedy. Yeah. It's the end of the year, Andrew. Do you mm. want to hear about my health? Have you got any interest in a health update? Or? Um, I start, you've brought it into the arena now, so I guess we could have a, an update on your health. How's your health, Bob? It's all right, thanks. <laughs> Fair enough. I can't. I'm, I can't get up the stairs anymore very well. But well, you're gonna have to get the bedroom put downstairs in the in the, in the parlour. Yeah, so that's what happens. Isn't get it? a bedpan. Uh, speaking of end of year uh, updates, uh, your memory man status needs to be updated. Apparently, I've just had uh, word through oh, from the God authorities. Dear. So, are you prepared to do that now? Yeah, I'm prepared to do that. All yeah. right. Uh, memory man, do you remember the book price of an S-Reg 1977 Ford Cortina in January 1985? Is it the, just straight Ford Cortina or the Ford Cortina a, S? It's a Mark IV and it's four-door, four-door, not two-door. Hmm, Okay. Yes. There it is. Wonderful stuff. Another year, you are still the memory man. Marvellous. Andy, I've got some uh, slightly festive uh, questions from the wife. (laughs) I I know you always enjoy them. Mm -hmm. First off, she says, hi, Andy. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you as well, the wife. Yeah. Um, did you hang your tinned hot dogs on the tree this year, or just the usual freeze-dried fox tods? It was it was the hot dogs. Obviously not in the tin. I took them out of the tin and out of the brine. <laughs> yeah, the hot dogs. Andy, yeah. did you use lighter fuel to ignite your Christmas pudding, or just place a slice of bog roll on top and light it with a match? I uh, actually held the dog over it and got him to fart and then lit that. <laughs> 
that's <laughs> nice. That's a very, very Sunderland. Andy, did you hang stockings up for the kids or just use the paper bags from your Greg's Christmas slices? <laughs> um, I had some uh, leftover sausage skin, so I just fashioned a couple of stockings out of that. And Beautiful. Nailed them, the, them to the end of their beds. So, yeah, close, but, um, yeah. Andy, as you know, sir... <laughs> Yeah, yes, sir. Yeah, sir. As you probably know, our marvellous emergency services have to keep working throughout Christmas, mm. and it's no exception for the wonderful offices of the law at Geordie Heat in Newcastle. Yeah. Yes, and mm. I've managed to get hold of a copy of part of the script for the upcoming Christmas episode <laughs> of Geordie Heat, which, of course, will be broadcast on Netflix. Yes, sir. <laughs> so I'll read it out for you. Geordie Heat Crime on the Tyne Hot Geordie Nights Geordie Streets Full of Crime Geordie Heat Interior Geordie Heat Incident Room. There are Christmas streamers and balloons on the ceiling and the walls. PC Denise Walsh is just finishing hanging the last hot dogs on the Christmas tree when the phone rings. She rushes back to her desk, puts on her headphones and answers. Good evening, Geordie Heat Emergency Response Team. May I take your name and address, please, pet? It's Mr Sting! Oh no, a massive house! We're in a massive driveway and the biggest Christmas tree in all of town! <laughs> oh, hello, Mr Sting. What is it this time? Don't take that attitude with me. I used to be in the police, you know. I could soon enough contact the smoggy heat if you can't be bothered. <laughs> No, I'm sorry about that, Mr Sting. It's just we've been very busy over Christmas and we're all very tired. I doubt that very much. And what about me? I've had to look through these yoga mats and their tribal gongs all over this massive house as well as cooking the biggest turkey in Newcastle for her and her fucking mates. <laughs> and let's not forget that my gut health isn't what it should be. Nobody ever thinks about me. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry to hear that, Mr Sting. Now, what is the nature of your emergency? Oh, I've lost our actual pertinent question. <laughs> My emergency is as follows. The massive turkey carcass is in the bin and it's beginning to smell like a fucking abandoned abattoir. <laughs> I'm afraid it will attract rats to the massive house and that these rats will start gnawing on my loots and my bamboo thinking sticks. <laughs> You need to send an expert disposal crew pronto and I want them to be wearing that special hazlet suits and the fancy bubble helmets. Ah, <laughs> oh, Mr Sting, could you not fish it out of the bin and take it to the tip pet? I'm not touching that sweaty lumber shite. <laughs> I need operatives and I need them now. If Trudy gets a whiff of the stench, we'll have to go on a cleansing trip to fucking Bali. <laughs> and I always get the fucking hiccups when I go there. Oh, okay, well, I happen to know <laughs> that PC Shelby is in your neck of the woods, so I'll ask him to pop in and take a look, pet. Oh, has he got one of them special suits? No, but he's got a very powerful cape on, so I'm sure everything will be safe, sweetheart. 
better red bee and may I say I'm very unhappy with your response to date and will be noting that fact on my new supercomputer. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Exterior Sting's massive house. Sting oh. is stood 20 feet from his dustbin strumming on his loot. <laughs> There was an old turkey with a powerful stench. Ooh, ah, tickety tom turnips. It smelt like the fat on a dead butcher's bench. Ooh, ah, tickety tom turnips. Turnips. A priest did attend. A priest did attend. But by the smell was repelled. Ooh, ah, tickety tom turnips. Was the most noxious of fumes that he'd ever smelled. Ooh, ah, tickety tom turnips. <laughs> Exterior Tom Sting's massive house. PC Shelby pulls up in a Geordie Heat Squad car wearing a red sa- satin. Black velvet cape. About fucking time! I think this turkey is about to blow! Don't panic, Mr. String! My powerful cape and fleeting ancestral memories will protect me! May I borrow your loot to have a poke around in the bin and that? (laughs) Nobody touches my loot apart from Trudy! You're on your own, mate! P.C. Shelby approaches the dustbin and removes the lid. He is initially repulsed by the smell, but bravely removes the turkey carcass and puts it in a black bin bag. (laughs) Oh, it's on the turn, but nothing to get a Barbara on over. Hold on, what is that intoxicating aroma? He then sniffs the air and dives headfirst into the bin. He emerges with a pile of bloody turkey giblets in his fist. I think I found the culprits. These giblets are honking like a seafarer's bait box. Well, don't wave them about, you fucking fruit loop. Get them in the bag and out of here. No need for that, Mr. Loot Fruit. These are all mine. All mine. <laughs> Shelby devours the giblets. <laughs> Good work, sunshine. Oh, I can feel a sun coming on. There was a young copper as brave as can be. Ooh, ah, titty tom turnip, who feasted on giblets and bagged a turkey. Ooh, ah, titty tom turkey, with his lust for blood and his head bald as ice. Ooh, ah, titty tom turkey, it's not a great look, but he'll never get lice. Ooh, ah, tickety tom, titty tom tom turkey. <laughs> That's the end of that, Andrew. Geordie Heat. I just wanted to ask if you would, um, could you say, I just want to hear it again, mm. it's on the turn, but nothing to get a Barbara on over. Okay. Maybe uh, it should be about. It's on the turn, but nothing to get a Barbara on over. <laughs> And I also hope that the uh, the Shelby song will become uh, a, a staple on the uh, St James's Park terraces over the next few months. Oh God! Can we have a look at some unit dance that have been submitted by uh, the good parsnippers? 
Oh, I suppose. I do find it difficult, Andy. I don't like being judge and jury, you know what I mean? Well, they submit them. All we can do is assess them and, and you know, assess them. Uh, George James. Hi, Andy. Hi, Bob. We keep a bottle of brown sauce in the top bit in the, the door in my fridge. When I opened the fridge door the other day, it fell out, bounced off the lino and landed on its side on the bottom shelf of the fridge. I've tried to replicate this since, but never been able to do it. Is this a unident? Oh, man. I mean, it will have been very interesting for um, him. Mm-hmm. And there's something about it wants me to give it, Andrew, but... Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm tempted to say, yes, it is an unusual incident, but it's not that interesting. It's, it's got to be a unique incident, hasn't it? A unident? Was that, was that... Unusual. I thought it was unique. No, it's an unusual incident. Oh, maybe I've been doing this wrong all this time. <laughs> I'm not giving it. I think that's he's how I'm I think whatever brand of lino he's got is obviously quite springy, and it's it must have happened to other people, so it's, it sounds quite common or garden. If it had landed upright on the bottom shelf, uh, you'd have to give that it, wouldn't you? Nebbies would have, yeah, but it landed uh, on its side. So, sorry, George James, but uh, no. Great name, though, George James. Uh, Cameron Peach says, A few years ago I bought a dib dab, and when I got home I realised there was no lolly in the packet, just the sherbet. I literally got the dab and not the dib. I never opened it as I thought I could sell it one day. I still have it to prove it if that's needed. Unident or not unident. Just bad luck for me. Just, just a manufacturing error, I would say. It's not really a unit dent at all. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Listen up, the lads at Infinity Rocket Plastics. Yeah. I've used a procedure called a hot George. Oh, yeah, hot George. To right. tap into the TV camera at Mick McCarthy's family home. Yes. And they sent me a little clip of an incident that occurred very, very early on Christmas Day morning. Mm-hmm. So just to set the scene on the clip, Mick sat on his easy boy chair watching Homes Under the Hammer on the iPlayer, yeah? yeah. And you can hear the presenter. The first thing you'll hear is the presenter Martin in the background. Mm. As you can see, the windows are glazed so that you can see through them. And the ceilings are above head height, which is a really useful feature. The staircase gradually rises up to the first floor, providing a useful link from the ground floor and negating the need for a trampoline. It's a bit unusual, but I like it. 
just at that moment, Father Christmas emerged from the chimney, carrying his sack of presents. Ho, ho, ho! Merry <laughs> Christmas to you! Who are you? Apart from an obvious bastard! Father Christmas, you miserable bastard! Oh, I'm the bastard, am I? Not the bloke who's just broke into me house dressed like a bastard and looking 100% the perfect bastard. If I don't come into your house, I can't leave you any presents under the Christmas tree, you slack bastard. <laughs> it's nice that Shelby... <laughs> oh, no! What the fuck? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I don't want Fox any it. presents. Presents are for bastards. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Exactly. And you're the biggest bastard on the block, so you've got a good haul. Oh, yeah? What have you bought me, you bastard? Some bastard shitty socks or some bastard nutty shite? I've got you that farming book by Jeremy Bastard Clarkson. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't want it. You can stick it up your bastard ass, then rotate it till it stings like a bastard. Jeremy Clarkson is a bastard and farming is for bastards. Now get out, you bastard. Yo, bastard. You are the bastard. You are. Don't do a reversey reversey on me, you bastard. Do you want me to leave your wife's present? <laughs> what? <laughs> what is it, you bastard? A bastard rice maker. <laughs> I hate rice on account of it being for bastards. Have you got a bastard chip fryer in your daft bastard sack? No, I don't give them out anymore, joke to health concerns. Health concerns are for bastards. Now get out before I lamp you, you bastard, to bastard Shropshire and back. Okay, see you, Mick. Merry Christmas. Bastard. Now, this is the bedroom. It has its own suite. It has its own ensuite, which, if you were in the know, means it comes with a supply of sweets, candies, nutty shite, that sort of thing. A bit unusual, but I like it. Bastard! <laughs> and that's the end of the that's the end of the clip. <laughs> we had a correspondence from Pastor Dipper Dan Strawn a little while ago for Mark Lawrence, and he wanted Mark to provide his top ten now defunct world currencies. So oh, I sent nice. that over to Mark. It's took a few weeks for him to get back. He's obviously done some research on it. So uh, here we go. I'll just play the tape. I'm Mark Lawrence, and these are my top ten now defunct world currencies. Number ten, the Bolivian peso. Number nine, the Polish marker. Number eight, the French Equatorial African franc. Number seven, trade beads. One for the ancient historians there. Number six, the Vatican lira. Number five is the Jamaican pound. Number four, the Luxembourg franc. Number three, the Zimbabwean dollar. Crazy currency, I think you'll all agree. Number two is the North Vietnamese dong. And number one of my top ten now defunct world currencies is the Deutschmark. There you Thanks go. Thanks for doing that, Mark. Mark. Ending with the Deutschmark there. A little bit ah, of favouritism see. on his part, I the think. The dong and the Deutschmark. The dong and the Deutschmark. Casper and uh, the snake <laughs> and Steve McLaren. Yeah. Um, they had their Christmas day together at Stevie's house. 
Oh, nice. Um, as always, I spent the morning watching old episodes of MacGyver. It's what mm-hmm. they always do. So I can tell you what, what happened. Please, <laughs> please tell me, Bob. So they're watching MacGyver. Yeah. MacGyver is so innovative, isn't he, Casper? Who would have known you could fashion a super absorbent sponge from a baguette and a slipper? Hey, go easy on that advocate, Casper. We don't want you getting the quicklies. <laughs> Casper hiccuped and then made his way under the Christmas tree and wrapped himself around the biggest present. Oh, I get it. You want your present. Hey, but you have to guess what it is first. <laughs> Casper nodded his head. Do you think it's a cuddling blanket for us to share? Casper shakes his head. Do you think it's a hundred thousand kisses in a jar of pure love? Casper shakes his head and lets out a little dribble of spew. Do you think it's a poster of MacGyver in (laughs) camouflage shorts staring at a caravan? Casper nods his head and does a little excited dance. Just as he does so, there's a knock on the door and in comes Eddie Howe, the Newcastle manager. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Steve. Hello. I just thought I'd pop round and wish you a very merry fucking Christmas. I bought you a present. If you don't fucking mind, Squire. Oh, that's so kind of you, Eddie. Do have a seat. We're just watching MacGyver. Would you like an advocate and a slice of eggy bread? Yeah, fine, thanks, Steve. I'm a big fan of MacGyver. He's just so fucking innovative and remarkable at thinking outside the box. Have you met Casper the Snake, Eddie? I love him as much as I, as I love Bubbles and cream cakes, short sleeved, light blue, regular cut sport shirts. Hello, Casper. How do you fucking do, Squire? <laughs> Listen, Steve, you know the lay of the land at Newcastle United. <laughs> yes, I keep in touch. Have you kept that beautiful double worsted beige and rose carpet in the manager's office? No, I removed and put in the fucking skip. It was infested with bits of fucking chocolate and natty shite. That's from all the fun and laughter bars that me and Casper used to eat. They're full of nutty shite wrapped in a chocolate cuddle. You don't fucking say. <laughs> now tell me, Steve, what are the Newcastle players? Why are they so fucking miserable? I mean, that Dwight Gale, that Dwight Gale and Shelby lad behave like they've just had their fucking gas cut off. Have you still got the fun and laughter bar vending machines at the training ground? No, I flamed them on account of concerns over the players' dietary requirements. Well, that's where you've gone wrong. You should reinstall them and bring the cuddles and fun back to the squad. Thank you, Steve. That's extremely fucking helpful. Now, have you got a present for me, Squire? (laughs) Steve panics because he hasn't, and without thinking, he hands over Casper's present to Eddie. Oh, that's beautiful. A poster of MacGyver staring at a caravan. That man is so fucking resourceful. I love it. Thank you, Steve. (laughs) 
Well, as he stares at the poster, Casper crawls across the settee, raises his head up high and fires a bolt of fresh spew all over the poster. (laughs) Oh, Casper, what have you done, my sweet prince of perfect? You've ruined the nice man's present. (coughs) I'm so sorry, Eddie. He's been on the advocate. Oh, no worries. worries. It's only a fucking poster. And to be honest, I would have preferred it if he was staring at a fucking monkey ride. Anyway, wish you all the best with your fucking Christmas. See you both a good fucking look. Eddie leaves just as Casper is rushing back from the kitchen with a baguette and a slipper. He has adapted them to make a super sponge and within seconds has removed all the spew off the MacGyver poster. Oh, Casper, you're a bucket full of squirty cream and raspberry sauce with memories of happiness floating on top. You did that spew deliberately. You're my own little slippery MacGyver. At which point Casper climbed up onto the window ledge and started staring at the camper van in next door's drive. That's that. <laughs> That's that. Hello and welcome along to the Dog Pod Christmas with me, Dominic Littlewood. My special guest on my podcast today is TV fisherman and national treasure, Mr. Bobo. Welcome along. Uh, thanks for having me, Dom. Thanks for joining me at this time. Have you, have you had a nice Christmas? Yeah, not too bad, thanks. Did you get any nice gifts you'd like to mention? Uh, my best gift was some new shoes, my new d- my dude shoes, what I wear off my son, that was nice. Um, didn't, got uh, some thermal le- leggings yeah. sort of things. Um, and I'll, can I just say, Dom, I got a turkey crown instead of a turkey this year, and I, I'm pretty pleased with it. You Just enough was there. No leftovers, <laughs> yeah. Enough for sandwiches the next day, yeah. Well, that's nice. all you need, really. Did you get, uh, did you get a pickling kit? No, no pickling kit. No? Oh, no. I sent you a pickling kit. Oh, it didn't come, Dom, so I was... Oh, right. Uh, well, I was going to hopefully talk to you about the pickling kit and what you'd been pickling. If you had a pickling kit, what would you pickle <laughs> in it, Bob? Well, I'd, I'd probably start with onions. Just, uh, onions? It's not very original, is it? It's a whole world... The, the pickling world is a wide and vibrant galaxy. There's so many things you can pickle. You can pickle rhubarb, mushrooms, bell peppers. You could probably even pickle cress. I don't know. Well, I don't know either. I'd never come, has it? Well, maybe you can buy one and then next time we can talk about what you've been pickling. I'll wait till yours comes, Dom. All right. No, let's move on. Uh, what else can we talk about? Uh, do you think there's any shame in an old man buying shoes in a child's size? In a what's that, child? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, no! I'm not going to ridicule people for having uh, little feet. You're good because there's crossover sizes where it's more economically viable to buy the child size, like a, a three or four. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's no shame in it, you, now, is there? What size are your feet, Tom? Never mind about my feet. I'm asking for a friend. <laughs> anyway, I've got to do a little advert break at this point, so we'll be back in a moment. This podcast is brought to you in association with the UK Pickling Federation. Oh, I see. Well, back now for the second half of the podcast. Bob Boba, reverse parking, yes or no? Um, If you can do it, yes. If you can't, you know, if you're a bit dodgy, don't bother. Well, Go do around you the do block. it? 
No, I don't. I'm shit at it. No, no. I think it's hard for some drivers, but uh, once you've mastered it, it's hard to go back, I think. It's a yeah. skill. It can, it can take you forever. Do you believe in adult booster seats in cars for little drivers? <laughs> I um, Do you have one? I do. I, do, I did have one for a while, yeah. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. Um, one more thing I'd like to talk about. A bloke moved in next door a couple of weeks ago. Within two days, he's got himself one of them video doorbells. Yeah. What do you think that's all about, then? Well, they're all the rage, aren't they? Yeah, but two days after he's moved in, you know. Well, do, you, do you think it's some kind of power play? Well, there, yeah, there is that. Yeah, it's like my stuff's worth nicking. Yours obviously isn't. Yeah, he's put down a marker, isn't he? Early doors. What, what are you going to do? Put glue on it or something? I'm not fast. I'm not fast. The wife's the wife's up in arms about it, but I'm not bothered. I'm on the fence on that one. To be quite honest with you. Well, it's been very nice chatting with you, Bob Boltmer, and hopefully next time we can have a pickling update once your pickling <laughs> okay. kit arrives. If it doesn't, we just fucking go buy one for me. And then just use that, yeah? <laughs> All right. Will do, Tom. Thank we'll you very do. much, Bob. Bo- Bo- uh, goodbye. We've got some um, questions here. Um, oh, yeah. A couple, one that really interested me. Um, it was, well, there's two that interested me. One was Tom Agilia, right. asking whether you should, could you could have mash as well as roast potatoes for Christmas. Um and he, he he thinks it's disgusting. Well, I always I think I think I'm quite the reverse. I love mash and roast. Yourself, Andrew? I I served up mash and roast this year. Uh, yeah, I, I think I, I, I did the Christmas dinner for me me kids and me uh, me parents, and there was mash and roast, and it was a, a roaring success. I have to say, I probably deserve some I, kind of award for it. I reckon. I like but, this um, question from Andrew Muckle. Mm-hmm. What nationality do you think the person was who ate the most tomatoes globally <laughs> yesterday? That's very <laughs> good. good I, ha- I have to say, I do think that this month's questions were quite low quality. Um, <laughs> I don't know whether that's because everyone's been busy doing other Christmassy stuff, but it, it, they weren't good. Um, that's the best one. I reckon it's Portuguese. Portuguese. I, I went for I went for Dutch or Mexican, but all right, okay. Spreading, you know. your, uh, spreading your bets quite wide there. Um, what we got? We've got, oh, Liam Swain says quite simply, Bob, could you call Andy a shit, please? Yeah, of course I can. Andy, you're such a shit. Thank you very much. Well, it's been a lovely show, um, Andrew. Who do you want to win the darts? Um, uh, 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 I don't know. Oh, come on, rides. What, right? Rids? The Geordie lad. Yeah, come on. Yeah, well, he's a Newcastle fan, isn't he? So I'm not meant to support oh, him, but Andrew. he's looking really good, isn't he? He's good. He's looking really good. Uh, Smith looks good, but he'll, he'll, he'll bottle it. S- Smith, on his day, is unbeatable and unplayable, but it does the consistency's rarely there. Uh, but um, I'd, li- I'd like to see Smith, because he's like a big bear, isn't he? Yeah, got lovely skin, though. Hey, Andrew. Yeah. It's all about <clears throat> who could maybe beat Price, isn't it? And I know you don't like yeah. you don't like Peter Wright, do you? I don't like Peter Wright much. I don't like Price at all. But you'd prefer Peter Wright to Price, wouldn't you? I'd prefer Peter Wright to win over Price. I don't like Peter Wright messing about with his darts and changing them all the time. What's that about? Well, it shows he's... Shows he's well, it changes mind. shows you've got one. You know what I mean? Okay. Fair enough. It's been brilliant so far, hasn't it? It's been brilliant. It's, it is Christmas. The, the Christmas darts is Christmas yeah. now. Christmas takes second place to the darts. Quite right. So I'm going to wish a happy Christmas... 
Yeah. Merry New Year. A belated Christmas because it was five days ago, but it's yeah, still true. Christmas. The trees are still up and a happy new year. And um, just before we go, do you think that um, Cool and the gang are still celebrating oh, good times? I nearly got away out of it. I mean... Do I think, what, Cool and the gang are still... Celebrating good times. Come on. Yeah, I reckon they probably I mean, I, are, Andrew. I don't know. It was 42 years ago now, wasn't it? And it it's in the key of A-flat. And it's got a tempo of 123 beats per minute. I'm not sure so if that's what? any kind of indicator as to whether they're still celebrating good times or not. But I don't know. What do you I, reckon? I'll tell you what. I'm going to get a Barbara on over this. If you're not Oh, <laughs> don't get a Barbara on. God's sake. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs> hey, and thanks, Pastipers, for your continued support. It's much appreciated. Thank you. Bye-bye. See ya. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.